What about uh, Man as a um, nickname for Duarte? I knew you were going there, but I, yeah, I'm in trouble figuring out what the correct connection might be. <laughs> He's a man among boys. CD Manichevitz. <laughs> Come on, 8-track is not bad. Outdated listening technology? Come on. 8-track is not, bad, not bad. Is it because he's old? <laughs> yes. Right. And, and he's, he's old. old. Yeah, it works on multiple right. levels. It's killer. <laughs> Something with plantains? Mmm. Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Banana hammock? That's all I could come up with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna try and come up with something about a plantain boat for our favorite Pacers. Oh, right, sure, to, to yeah, that's also good. A banana boat. But. So instead it's of marginally better than banana, it, it is. Yeah. So instead of the banana boat, we have the plantain boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll make it famous. It's a little bit more starchy. That's right. <laughs> if you cook it right, it's way better. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 547. Coming to you from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland. I'm your host this week, Jason Triplett. This show, we're going to recant some of our preseason predictions, and we'll tackle an undegoogable. I'm confident we'll have time. <laughs> Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like Butter Toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina. He's our in house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. It's John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, shout out this week to uh, Angela and Amanda, longtime friends um, who uh, are p- putting up with me and also putting me up here in Nashville. So, um, shout out. Shout out, indeed. Uh, and uh, uh, belated shout out to our favorite guest, uh, Connie. Happy birthday, Connie. Super fan we, of the show. Failed to shout you out on the last one. Happy birthday. Uh, and from Boise, Idaho, out west, our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? You stole his shout out. It was going to be yeah. to Connie. So now he's got bad. nothing. I mean, it's sort of embarrassing that we literally talked to her right before the show. And then like, well, <laughs> directly before the show. Well, that's, I mean, I think we had mentally checked it off in our head. We shattered her out. <laughs> yeah, we've we already wished Skype. her happy birthday on, on yeah. Skype. <laughs> uh, before we start the show, just want to remind you guys that you can support us every time you shop at Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything extra. Just follow the link in the show notes or go to theundebeatables.com slash 
Amazon. You can also go to patreon.com slash the unbeatables uh, and support us for as little as a dollar a month. And if you bump up to the five or ten dollar a month level, you get uh, special treats from us that are not undersized t-shirts. You actually get some something of value. Uh, all right, boys. Um, we are about ten games or so into the season now already. It comes hot and heavy the beginning of the season. Str- strap on, as Colson would say. <laughs> uh, and uh, we can start. To the, things are, are are starting to to make a little bit more sense. So preseason, we're sort of flying blind. We make guesses as to what teams are going to be, and then. Even with this little of a snapshot, maybe we can um, say whether or not we were right or wrong on on any particular prediction. So now is our time to sort of uh, take stock and see if there's anything that we were way off on or uh, had nailed uh, directly. Colson, do you want to uh, share with the folks um, something that you were – you can do it either way. Uh, something that you were like, I nailed this, like give me more props or, you know, say mea culpa. Uh, the, the, I, I think I can, amazing. yeah, I think I can do both in this one. Um, wow. Yes. Um, I am devastated that we did not put all of our collective undebeatable money on the Utah jazz over bet. Hmm. Um, yep. That was in my mind the clearest thing that was going to happen. It was going to be the thing that was going to win. Everything else was going to be a crapshoot, but that one in my mind was a clear over, and we should have bet the farm on it. And uh, the fact that I did not put any money on it is is my failure. But I think it's also great analysis on our part. Now, granted, they're not on. The, they haven't hit the over yet. <laughs> <laughs> but they've only lost one game this season. They look like a well-oiled machine. They look like a regular se- season team that's going to do fantastic things all year. Um, and you can decide. You, we'll find out in the playoffs if they can actually make a step. But they're going to win uh, a lot of games this season. And I think that was the easiest bet for us to make a lot of money on, and we didn't do it. So we're geniuses and also idiots. That's going to be my first one. <laughs> That's the tagline of the show. <laughs> uh, so I think that as of recording, they have lost two straight and are now seven and three. Oh, no. After mm. dropping to Miami uh, on Saturday and at Orlando. <laughs> Ooh, the Miami was a good loss. The Orlando was not. No, not really. I still think they're going to, I think it's going to be easy over for them. I think I, I think we've I, granted it's too early to tell, but I'm still. I, yeah. I, is yeah, there still is fair. there still is there still a way to to bet money on that? Probably. Yeah, you can for sure. sure. But the yeah. the number but my has odds are changed. Right. My odds are different now. All right. Exactly. That's why you got to strike while the iron is hot. That's right. That's why you got to listen to this show, and go take Harper, all your money to it, Vegas. How about you? Is there a yeah, there's Any one. Regretting? There's one I've already lost uh, for all mm. intents and purposes. That'd be the New Orleans Pelicans, mm, who I yes. was highest on at 42 season wins. They mm. have started off one and nine. Are currently mm. without 
Zion and his 320-pound girth and Brandon Ingram. <laughs> there is no timetable set for return. We were kind of kidding, I mean, half kidding, about how they were only an injury away from tank time in our prediction pod. But, well, <laughs> at 1-9, and nine, it's going to be tough to salvage much from this season. So you got to yes. wonder if these guys don't get back sooner rather than later, what incentive they really have to tally up a bunch of wins and not go for a high draft pick. Yeah, so that's the worst record in the league. Yeah. Followed close behind by the Detroit Pistons at one and eight. That we knew. That one I think we're we're uh, we're solid on that. We could go to the bank almost on that one uh, at this point. Uh, for me, there's a couple, and. The first is a huge, I just didn't put enough uh, mental energy into thinking about my predictions um, and and totally failed. And that was the Toronto Raptors. I was really low on the Toronto Raptors. I think I picked them to win 24 games, mm. which is uh, just stupid. I should be barred from making <laughs> predictions about the <laughs> Toronto Raptors after this. They're good. They... They're fine. I allowed, but I allowed. They, they are their fine. Floor general. I mean, you you were allowed to be worried without. No, but not twenty four. Bad. Like they're they're a well run organization. They have quality uh, basketball players. They have NBA basketball players. Uh, they have good depth. They play defense. They're fourth in the league in defense. Like they beat the Pacers twice. And which the Pacers is are amazing. Crap. So, <laughs> which is uh, crap. How did we lose both those games? Look. I think Nick Nurse is one of the coaches that matter, but like we shouldn't have right, lost exactly. both. So we why, shouldn't have how, lost both have those games. Agreed, and I should not have picked them to, to pick to win twenty four games. That was just me <laughs> going overboard and and being dumb and trying to get more wins to the other teams that I thought were you know the improved middle class of the East in the you know Chicago Bulls and Wizards of the world and whatnot. <clears throat> Which, by the way, the Wizards are starting off very hot, so. Also, the Bulls look really good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Those not like some, a huge surprise. Some guys. No, but we all had them playing 500 ball, and they look like they're going to do better. Yeah, but we're that. also Pacers fans, so we're going to be haters. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah, when I shouted out the Chicago Sky for winning their uh, WNBA title, I didn't say the word Chicago. That's how I, <laughs> I, shouted, I just shouted out the Sky. a <laughs> boy. Uh, the other one was uh, one that we were consensus. Another consensus over that we had that. Well, I think this one was the one we might have been most confident in was the L.A. Lakers, and I have n- not been super impressed with the Lakers um, thus far. The way they've got gotten off, they're five and five right now. Uh, obviously, LeBron is is hurt, which is which is part of that. Um, but it just seems like they're in a. They're just going to figure it out kind of mode, basically. They'll wait until the All-Star break and then start playing basketball, it seems. And it, and that's fine for going to the playoffs, and they may still be the odds-on favorite to win the championship because James and, and Davis are still probably the most ridiculous one-two combo that you can put together on the, on the court. Um, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win 55 games or whatever, and their, their preseason number, I think, it was fifty some odd, or whatever it was. Yeah, fifty two. Fifty two and a half, and yeah. we were like pounding the over. So. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is I mean, I, 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 
I think I I believed that there would be some some figuring out of the the Westbrook thing, but I thought that he would just kind of take over when LeBron was off the floor, and it just he would just take a lot of the beating of the regular season. Um, but I think what I've been surprised by is is how bad they've been on defense. Vogel's whole thing is. Mm. Defense, defense, defense. In fact, that's how they won their title uh, two years ago was being the number one defense in the league, and that's how he got the Pacers to be, um, you know, a contender. And now they don't have the personnel they had before. They traded away all of their guys, and then they brought in a bunch of thirty-eight-year-olds. So I get it, but it's you'd still think that a Vogel-led team is going to figure out how to have a defensive scheme that works. And I think eventually that might be the case, but I've been surprised how bad they are in defense at this point. Yeah. As a 40-something-year-old that um, thinks he's still an athlete and plays soccer sometimes, uh, yeah, defense is not a thing um, these days. <laughs> You're just in for the uh, the glory? Score yeah, the goals. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I will play selectively hard defense every now and then, but I'm not going to give you 48 minutes of hell. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. uh, Harper, did you have any ones that you felt like you were like, yep, I got this one. You guys are idiots, and I nailed this. Uh, well, well, no, not necessarily. I, so my Toronto I was going to mention was Cleveland. I gave them 23 wins. For much mm. the same reason that you gave Toronto no wins, Cleveland is doing better than Toronto so far this season. Mm. After an zero and two start, they sit at seven and four. They've got some decent victories under their belt. They look better than they should be. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to apologize to anyone in Cleveland, but no. that's a thing. Um, so it's it's Sexland plus their uh, rookie. Was it uh, Mobley? Mobley, yeah, mm-hmm. he's looking fantastic. I mean, they just Ricky, they just Ricky Rubio running shit. They just bit uh, beat the Knicks today. Um, I mean, yeah, looking good. Ricky Rubio, he's not. Where is he? He's he plays for Cleveland. What? No. Are you sure? <laughs> I feel like if you go back and listen to the the tape, that's not where he is. Perhaps, perhaps. But no, I didn't think that. Uh, I mean, you know, my base deviation was probably on the pa- on Pacers and the Cavs, and neither of those are looking very hot so far. I was mm. super high on a team that started off just terrible on the Pacers. Yeah, so let's revisit that. So if you were to redo your Pacers pick right now, after seeing them play ball for three weeks or whatever it's been. Uh, I mean, it sounds like you're coming down from your 48 number, but um, <laughs> does does this seem like a sub-500 team to you? No, or? I mean, I'd just take away, you know, three of the games that we should have won on the prior stretch. Like, I mean, the anyway, kind of right. basketball that we're playing is fine. And as discussed, a lot of games that we lost were close. I mean, right. thought we were playing terrible basketball and still being in these games. Now right. that we're playing right. well and playing defense and getting contributions up and down the bench and getting healthier – yeah, I mean, I think that we're a very good team. I think that 45 is still a pretty low number for us, and I think we should get there. Okay, okay. And Colson, you feel the same, or you're... Yeah, no, I mean, I, what did I have us at? 40... 
44, 44, I think. 44, I think I'm comfortable with 45 from what I've seen recently. I mean, I I agree that that we're going to, I mean, I think you said this last time we did the pod, Jason, when you said we're really going to want those, those, those first two losses back when we're shuffling for playoff position. Yeah. Um, and I think we're going to really want those two uh, losses back from Toronto as well. Like, I think these are four losses that are really going to hurt us down the stretch. But I think we're we're still going to be an above 500 team for sure. I'll, I'll put us at – I still like my 44, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm fine with Harper's 45. I got, I got your back, Harper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was the lowest on, on the Pacers. I think I had us at 500. I think that we're a better basketball team than we were last year already. Like, I feel like things are just more organized. I think that uh, folks are more engaged. And, I mean, I guess maybe at the beginning of last year, folks were engaged. But but I I just feel like there's a plan, which is refreshing, uh, comforting. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And refreshing. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to tick us up. I think we're, we're in that same group as... <clears throat> yeah, I would say the Chicago's and the, I mean, Boston's off to a bad start, but the Boston's and New York's of the world, um, which uh, is what about yeah, the, what mean, about the Cavs of the world? Can we even even talk to them at this point? Uh, yeah, I don't just... think we can. Dis- I, we're not in <laughs> reaching distance of the Cavs. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. So um, the sex uh, the the Sixers are better than I thought, which is um, frustrating until. Joel Embiid goes down with an injury. Right, they're a lot better right now than I thought they'd be. Like this is yeah. the part of yeah. the season. Yeah, where yeah I, I thought, thought there'd that be the Ben turmoil. Simmons distraction would be a problem. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe working guys back into shape. Like I just thought that they'd start off tough and have to run to catch up to you yeah, know the fifty too. wins basically that we were predicting for them. Right. I mean, there's no doubt that they're a good team, but to be eight and two where they are is certainly great news for them. Um, but yeah, Jason, you're right. They're an Embiid injury away from total disaster. At any given and he's moment. never played more than what 62 games in a season or something like that. And that what we decided right. 65. Yeah. So it will That's happen. What the facts decided. We didn't. We didn't have to decide anything. <laughs> uh, and I'm. I haven't been as tuned in. I don't know what their schedule has been like. Um, like I don't know if they've had a particularly soft schedule or whatever. But um, yeah, I agree with you. Like. I sort of expected them to come stumbling out of the gate, and the fact uh, that they're straight yeah. together wins is a good sign for them. Yeah. So actually, if you, um, they've beat the uh, Pelicans, the Thunder, the Pistons, the Blazers, who are not playing well, uh, and the Pistons again, but they also beat the Bulls twice and uh, lost the Nets and the Knicks. So, yeah, yeah. those. That's not a really tough schedule. I mean, they've done. They've done what they're supposed to do, which was beat the teams that they're better than, and that's it. Right. So, right, right, right. I'm not that worried. They, we, so the Pacers have had a br- we knew this going in brutal beginning of this schedule. We knew that was going to be the case, and we tried to prep ourselves for it. We hoped that we would get a couple of those wins up front that we didn't get, but we were hoping to be playing around, um, you know, 500 ball going into this really difficult stretch in in uh, is it November? December. December. Well, the the month of November is very hard. Right. Uh, And then I think the month of January is not super 
kind. So, so December is the one that's pretty decent. So we were just hoping to not be too far below 500 going into December. December to that's remember. Right. That's right. So that's right. Um, so let's just let's just stay afloat. Let's you know, I think we can do yeah. it. I so mean, we're, you're we're right. in the midst of a you know a eight and ten game stretch on the road, and then I think there's it gets even harder. I don't know. I sent you guys a snapshot or a screenshot of the the schedule for November, and I was like, there's a real chance we could be five and eighteen or whatever. Yeah. Was after <laughs> no, this, after the month of November, you weren't wrong. <laughs> if that. you asked me a week ago, right? Yeah, exactly. Now it looks like yep. maybe eight and fourteen or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit closer to that five hundred number. Only five games under, six right. games under. I think we'll be in good shape. Uh, also, suck at Lakers fans. Um, <laughs> the Lakers lo- dropped two games to the Thunder, who we all predicted to win less than uh, twenty games, I believe. Yeah. Oh no. Coles, around twenty games. Yeah. Colson had us at twenty-one. Picked the big over. Ambitious. Yeah. He was high on okay. I, I love the Thunder. I was like, it's <laughs> all each SGA. of those games. The Thunder came back from uh, like twenty plus. Yep. To yeah. One to of them was twenty-four. Right. The other one was yeah. Eighteen or something. Eighteen. Like that, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> uh, which is just those are the, talk about losses you're going to want back at the end of the season. Those are ones that Laker fans are be like, "Oh man, we're in the playing game because we gotta because we lost these." We'll let Shea Gil, Gildress Alexander hit a thirty-five footer and beat us <laughs> from the <laughs> logo. Yeah, it was beautiful. He was like literally. It was it was pretty much half court. He was just like, "Yeah, I got this." This is. There's still like twenty seconds left on the shot clock. I'm just going to pull up from here. It's going to be fine. And drilled it. So, shout out SGA. Um, so we we knew the Rockets were gonna suck. We knew the Thunder was gonna suck. We knew the Pelicans were gonna. Suck. Actually, Harper didn't know the Pelicans were gonna suck. But I mean, we were in the high forties. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited. I, I'm excited about the Grizzlies. I think they're playing really well. I think. Uh, mm, yeah. Uh, John Morant looks better than he did before. Somehow, if that's possible. Um, I'm surprised the Mavericks are playing well. Mm-hmm. I, just don't, I, Agreed. I didn't like that team. I don't like their coach. This is all on the, the shoulders of uh, Luka Doncic, apparently. Well, know. it is. He hit last last night. Uh, we're recording this Sunday. Saturday night, he hit a game winner uh, in a game against... Uh, who were they playing? It's uh, Boston. Oh, it's against Boston. That's right, yeah. Luka definitely just carries them mm-hmm. you know and uh super good jake had tries to tries to f it up and luca is like yeah no it's it's cool i got this <laughs> yeah it's a it's a bunch of iso for luca that's that's jason kidd's only plan and it's kind of working it's not a bad plan long as guys yeah. make some cuts occasionally be just fine right. he can find the open guy and porzingis is playing pretty well i guess to start the season you know that won't last. Yeah. Well-ish. Hey, guess what? Minnesota's under 500. No, oh, but they started out so hot. <laughs> uh, they like to lead you on. They always do. But, yeah, they've now lost four straight. Also, fun facts, uh, I believe, I, I don't have it in front of me, but at least the other day, Paul George was leading the league in scoring. Is that correct? 
I think Durant eclipsed him. Okay. Good, because yeah, f that that's, guy. That can't that can't happen. <laughs> uh, do you guys think who do you guys right now? If you were to say the best team in the East, uh, between Brooklyn, Miami, and Philly, who are you guys going with? Who are you most afraid of? Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. still the answer. Okay, I think Miami's playing the best basketball, but. Brooklyn's like kind of screwing around and they still have a winning record. I like just I, don't even kind of know how to beat that team. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody really does, especially if they get. I mean, are they going to get Kyrie back? It doesn't matter. I mean, is Harden going to get into shape? That matters, but um, eventually just, he will. Yeah, exactly. I just think if you've got Harden and uh, Durant on the same team, and and I mean, okay, look, their big guys look a little old and washed up, but they've got enough. Stuff around him. Blake Griffin was out mm-hmm. there today getting floor burn and hitting threes. I mean, he was just monstering yeah. it out there. But I'm not sure mm-hmm. that Paul Millsap has been, you know, what they hoped he would be. I don't know if Aldridge is going to be able to hang through a whole season. I don't know. Are we worried about the Bucks? Oh, they'll figure they it out. Are they just in a no. hangover? Yeah, they'll the figure title? it out. I, I, okay. I mean, I think I Philly is the team that I fear least of those teams i i would i would fear okay. the brooklyn then the bucks then miami probably would be my order okay i think the bucks are i mean they're a championship team for a reason i think that the and like i said you know the other day like they if if uh kyrie irving is not coming back the bucks have the best big three in the in the east yes true uh and then out west right now golden state is currently in first place uh, it goes Warriors, Jazz, Mavericks at the top of the. <laughs> just like we drew it up. Just, just like we just predicted. Like we drew it up. Yeah. <laughs> Warriors look really good. They look um, potent as usual on offense and feisty on defense and are, are able to win games even when Steph Curry doesn't go bananas. So And they still don't have Clay scary. Thompson. They still don't have Clay Thompson, and their rookies haven't even really played a lot. And. Their rookie from last year hasn't even sort of uh, seen the rounded into form yet. Yeah. So uh, they could be super tough. They're, They're going to be a tough guy. Point differential is 13.7. So <laughs> That's got to be the best in the league for sure. It is. It is. It's a couple points out ahead of Miami. So Yeah, They're, that's the kind of point differential that wins you a championship. Yeah, yeah. And the only game that they – have lost so far was an overtime to Memphis where John Morant went crazy. And they're about to mop, finish mopping the floor with Houston as we record. Because Houston. Houston, bad. <laughs> Houston. They've got, uh, don't they have uh, Eric Gordon? They do. Mm-hmm. Is he playing? He is. Sure. Oh, I'm He's sorry. like their best player, probably. Yeah, I mean he's like on display for, <laughs> for trades, trade. for draft picks. <laughs> yeah, you want him? Yeah, I'll give you a, a, a second rounder for Eric Gordon for sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, the Warriors' schedule has been super easy in fairness, though. So things will things will get tougher for that team. But sure. Yeah, and and Philly will drop down when their schedule gets tougher too because they're not very good. They suck. Yep. I'm they not suck. afraid of them. I could to- we can totally take them in a seven game series. Are All you right. telling us a secret right now? I am. Is that what your hand is next yep. to your 
I just okay. don't want I don't want the Philly fans to hear me what I'm saying. Okay. They're tough. They're That's tough. The, That's true. The other side is the Philly side of the mic. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> no. No, the the, the only t- the the two places I, I've gone to a lot of Pacer games and I probably had all fan bases in the stadium probably seen all 30 teams or most of them. The two fan bases that just are terrible <laughs> even in my house. <laughs> Coming to to my stadium and being total dicks would be the Detroit fans yep. and the Philly Agreed. fans. They're just the worst. Now Chicago will buy out all our tickets, but they're fairly nice. They're not like dicks. They just uh, buy up yeah. all the tickets. Yeah, exactly. Because they um, outnumber us and they feel bad for us. Right, exactly. They're like, oh, it's so cute. You're <laughs> Indianapolis, and they pat us on the head. <laughs> but uh, but Detroit and Philly are just like the worst freaking fans. They can, they both of them can suck it, and I'm not afraid of your teams. Look me in mm-hmm. the eye, Philly fans. We got you in a seven game series. Way to, way to take on Detroit, a team that uh, <laughs> or a city that hosts the one and eight Pistons and the zero oh and ten Lions or whatever. Giant killer, we, Jonathan Cole. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Jack Cole. <Coles. laughs> Don't step to me, because I will bring down your terrible team. <laughs> your poor city that got demolished by the 2008 housing collapse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I mean, you know. Mm. They also... They, do they have lead in their water still? Probably. probably. That's more Flint than Detroit, but yeah. Okay. Hopefully they got that remedy. All right, let's take a break before we get into solving I mean, more we've already, we've already, we've already lost all of our Detroit fans. We lost, <laughs> come on, we lost them nine years ago. <laughs> that was like the number one thing on our to-do list when we started this podcast. That's right, that's right. I think that's like part of our tagline. It's like, uh, it's like we don't know what we're talking about, uh, and Detroit sucks. Yeah, it's like kind of our. That's our thing. We're consistent. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a, we've got a, no, we've got a through line. It's it's sort of a story arc. <laughs> After nine years. We gave away the story of the first season a little bit. Of an arc. <laughs> Detroit it's sucks. Story, so we'll it's never a flat line nice story. <laughs> flat line story might be the name of the plot. <laughs> <laughs> right, oh, dear. Let's play some music. All right. <laughs> What I got is cause I go hard, no holes barred Monday to Sunday grinding heavily, I show no yawns I be driving on the highway, my body be trying to doze off Awakened by ambitious desires, I can't approach laws Running in my zone like a box in one One zone is on the box, next to the box of the blunts Crack off, I post in the front, blowcake like it's my birthday Like the sparkles on top of bottles of rosé S-Class 550, riding in a slow lane Relaxing cause these rats is in my head like Rogan, yeah I just floss Gucci glasses with an old frame Loving what's in my mirror's reflection Sometimes I'm so vain You see how I'm getting money, don't you? You just shooting cause I'm old Monday through Sunday, shorty, I'm always on it Baby, I'm all up in my zone 
Joey is absent. Hope we're, his uh, paternity leave has got to be running out soon. I think he's coming back next week or the week after. Yeah, we have Who to knows. look at the at the bylaws, the schedule. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we put Cole's right. in, the... in charge of HR, so <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at math. Relax. <laughs> in the meantime, we're doing stats of the week uh, by committee, and this week is my week. Joey, stat of the week. Uh, my stat today, uh, Sunday, we're recording. Ricky Rubio hit eight of nine three pointers uh, in a game. He's now shooting. Uh, he's hit twenty four of fifty six on the season from three point range, which is good enough for forty two point nine percent from three point range. This is a guy that notoriously not a good shooter. Right, terrible. Uh, there were years mm-hmm. he was shooting like thirty five percent from the field. Right from yeah, the yeah. field. Right. The only thing, the only thing that's kept him in the league is passing, <laughs> not shooting and defense <laughs> and defense. That's right true. for sure. Uh, and that forty-two point nine percent is better than Steph Curry mm. is shooting from the field. Steph shooting forty-one point one percent on the season thus far, and only thirty-seven point five from three. So, uh, as uh, uh, Nitro X Y Z uh, posted. On Reddit, uh, I think after all these years, we can finally agree that Rubio deserved to be drafted ahead of Curry. <laughs> <laughs> Panned out perfectly. Exactly. <laughs> well, uh, that's uh, fantastic for uh, Rubio and the Cavs. It's also fantastic for uh, the Golden State Warriors that they're winning with uh, uh, Curry, Curry shooting like crap. Shooting Wait, the Cavs? I thought he was on the the T Wolves. <laughs> T Wolves. No, I think he might Cavs. be. On, he might be on the T Wolves. I, I don't know. Could be both. <laughs> uh, Colson, it's been a while. Um, we have a, a sub segment that has now spun off into its own podcast. It's its own behemoth for sure. Uh, called the Undegoogables, uh, where we tackle things that can't be googled. And uh, I mean, they can be Googled, but maybe shouldn't be Googled. Potentially, we we Google we 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 use our brain power to be better than Google. That's right. How can we help you this week? (laughs) 
Oh, we do want to undo Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to. We said we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. So I, I just want to say that I was at uh, uh, was camping with a bunch of dudes uh, this weekend. And um, the amount of phrases that were just spilled out of these people's mouths, like wheelhouse and, uh, you know, um, hair of the dog and things. And I just kept being like, oh, I know where that came from. I know where that came from. I know where that came from because we've done this show. Um, this is the this is the show where you uh, learn where your vernacular came from. The die is cast. Okay, the, the so that goes to like steel working, right, or whatever. Okay, does it? I don't know. You I just make a cast. Wait, so I make was it thinking die. Yeah, I was thinking clothing, right? So when Mm. you add colors to a dye. Dye is the color, though, right? Well, dye is the product of adding the colors to the medium, right? So you create a dye. You cast a dye, perhaps. So what I, I thought an alternate thing for the for a dye was like a mold. Sure, also possible. Right? Yeah. So a dye is equivalent to a mold. So you have made the mold, and then you pour whatever you're going to put into the mold—steel, plastic, whatever—and then it's cast. Things are set into place. Is which is which is the, the meaning phrase. of the phrase, right? Once, right. basically, this is already done. Okay, so I didn't know about this dye steel thing. So you've already answered it. Then I just was real confused by the the dye colored clothing thing because cast didn't seem like if why would you throw dye? You know, like I don't know the casting thing didn't make sense. But if there is a if the the hot metal is going into a cask cast. I'm 99% sure that that's what it is. Okay. Um, they don't all have to be hard. I got a million of them. I don't know when it started. Well, I would but... assume an industrial revolution. When are we melting mm-hmm. metals? Sounds right. I mean, I guess we've been melting metals yeah, forever, say, right? Yeah. That's no, the thing. Was... Like, we were making swords and the... Yeah. I would probably go a little bit earlier to, like, blacksmithing. Yeah. Blacksmithing. Okay. So what do you think, like uh, 14th century? Or were you on a little bit later than that? Oh, maybe 17th. 17th? Okay. Uh, so I got ahead of myself and I Googled it because I was so confident. And, and you're I'm totally late. wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, cool. then stop guessing That's and Harper and I will still figure it out. <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. So if you guys want to keep guessing, keep going. Because it's... At least there are alternate... Uh, uh, potential origins. Well, so uh, one of the things that I was wondering if so if you were to take a dye and cast it in water, like again, that doesn't make sense. That's I mean, I guess you're guaranteeing what color that thing's going to be maybe, and that's what the solidifying thing is or the 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 um, permanence of it. Yeah, that was my thing. It's once you 
dyed something. It's, it's dyed gonna be that in the color. wool, as it were. Dyed in the wool. Another uh, undegoogleable on top of an undegoogleable. <laughs> <laughs> um, it turns out that that's definitely not right, though. <laughs> so, so what are we looking at then? So, I was confused because die cast. So, I was thinking it was from die casting, right? And die casting is uh, a metal fabrication process that involves forcing molten metal under high pressure into reusable metal dies. Die casting allows for the creation of metal parts with accurate dimensions, sharp definition, and smooth textured surfaces. So, like I beams. Once the die is cast, the steel has cooled, and like you can't change it. Turns out that the die is cast comes from Latin, lacta alia est. The dice have been thrown. What? Which, according to uh, Suetonius, was said by Julius Caesar when he crossed the Rubicon and invaded Italy in 49 BC. So once you throw the dice, the result is going to be the result. Right. Yep. Now, the good news is it dates back to English in the first half of the 1600s. Okay, there you go. We were right. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so, so the die is cast is basically the dice. It's, it's the a dice crappy, are thrown. The die. It's really just a, a single crappy die. translation. The single die. The single die mm-hmm. is thrown. It's cast out of your hand. Yacta alia est. Really? The dice have been thrown is actually the better translation. And it has mm. nothing to do with metals or colors. It appears no. not. And this is everywhere you look. They're pretty firm so, on this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This seems pretty soft. <laughs> Well, see, because I the way I wrote it in my notes was die like die. I didn't write it like D-Y-E. dice. Yeah, yeah. I wrote D Y E because yeah. that's why I always thought it was. Well, this is why we do the show. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, now we got to do another one because otherwise right. this won't be a whole full show. Um, or what we do like a four minute show on the undegoogles? That's not cool. I mean, we could let's uh, let's get more content. Come on, that's yeah. two weeks. <laughs> um, okay. What uh, else can I solve for you? Yeah. <laughs> Why do we throw things under the bus? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we should ask Paul George because he's been- <laughs> <laughs> he's the king because he's an expert at that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why would that be a thing? Why is that a phrase? In what in what situation are we throwing things under the bus? The only thing I could think of was like. Uh, throwing like you know how like when you get on a um, cross country bus, they, the 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 bottoms flip up and you can throw your bags in there. So you're throwing mm-hmm. throwing something okay. under the bus, but that doesn't connect to like leaving someone out to to hang or to dry or whatever. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, right? The idea being that you're you're passing the buck in a way. You're you're blaming somebody you're blaming else somebody else for yeah. the for the outcome. Yeah, I was just going to go full mob and say somebody oh. pushed somebody in front of a bus one time, <laughs> so they couldn't okay. testify. So you say so? So you're saying this is very literal? Then I, I we mean, threw somebody under I've a bus. I've always thought of it very literally. Yeah, I think I have too. Like the idea that, like, oh, whoops, uh, it's a good way to have an accident that uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you blame the other guy. Right. I mean, but the idea of you know w- stepping off the curb and getting hit by a bus and that mm. and you know and because you never know what's going to happen in your life, but also as a mob guy, you could be like, hey, you never know, you might step off a curb and get hit by a bus. You know, hey, oh, uh, that's my uh, that's my Joe Pesci, yeah. I guess. That's Joe um, Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> Am I funny to you? Am I a clown? <laughs> Why don't you step off a, a curb and get hit by a bus? You know, hey, oh. I don't know. It's my, yeah. Throw somebody under the bus. What would uh, you, th- like, because, like, throwing somebody is another thing, right? It's not, it's not, you got pushed into a bus, you know? You didn't get pushed, you didn't get uh, kicked into a bus. Yeah, because I feel thrown like under part a of bus. the connotation is that we're all on the bus together. We're a team, and you're getting thrown off the bus and underneath it, mm. kind of. Oh. Like you're getting uh, moved to lower quarters, maybe, or something like that. I don't I don't know if that's... So a, like a keel hall situation? Perhaps, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, what about... Uh, so, so is this a school bus? Like we're, we're like uh, the the nerdy kid gets thrown out the window and gets rolled over. Mm. Does it matter what kind of bus it is? <laughs> I think it does. I, I mean, when I get hit by a bus, matters. I almost never care what kind of bus it is. <laughs> mm. No, I mean, is it a cross country bus? Is it a city bus? It hurts it the same bus? every time. <laughs> I'm just wondering where the fr- like. So I feel like what's the f- what's the does first it come from bus? the double decker buses? Mm. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Thrown. Yeah, to the bottom. You're allowed to be with the company, so you go underneath. Maybe you've made a scene. You've you've uh, you you like uh, you flashed somebody on the top, and you have to go. You have to go below deck. (laughs) That's the punishment for flashing people (laughs) in England. Yeah, or like maybe like original bus, original double decker buses. Maybe they didn't have windows on the bottom. You know, like the train cars. Sometimes there's double decker train cars, and the bottom ones are like. You don't have as good a window. There's no windows? So it's just like a a hot box? What's going on? Windows were probably expensive back in the day, right? I mean, windows are expensive now. Right. They're getting more expensive for sure. Expensive and heavy. I I do like, I kind of like this double-decker idea, but, but you're not under the bus. Maybe you get thrown in the luggage compartment. Like, that was your... Punishment. Okay. Okay. So, because I was thinking, like, that's a thing you throw. You throw baggage under the bus. But I just sure. don't. I just can't connect that to. Um. All right. So I think. So if it, if we think it's the mob stuff, what what era is that? We're we talking about the nineteen twenties. When do we have buses? Do we have bu- so we have. When do we have cars? We have cars <laughs> like nineteen ten. Yeah, sure. Then. Yeah, what is mass the mass-produced cars like, at that point? Yeah, because we because there's a car like 1907, or yeah, 1914 probably. So, but do we have buses by the 25, 1925 maybe? I uh, thirty. Good question. Let's say thirties. Thirties is when we got buses. Sure. Okay. That could still be. That's that's prime mob time. I mean, is there a not? Prime mob time. <laughs> I feel okay. like it's been a, a like a high plateau for the mob for like a long time. <laughs> they they they're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
The only reason why a human being would go underneath a bus, you would think, would be sheer hiding, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, the what only if, situation where... Like, I could, voluntarily, yeah, you mean? Potentially. And so... Like, maybe, you're, maybe you get on the bus and you don't have a ticket, but instead of tossing you off the bus, they're like, all right, just throw you in the luggage compartment. I don't know. No, that's I'm mean, stopping I'm, the bus. No, I like it. I like it. Um, yeah. What if, um, what if it's like a mechanic thing, right? So buses are so long that you can't like you just you need somebody to toss you down into the middle of the undersection of the bus. <laughs> Like, you know, you the... put you on a little, pla- you know, the little rolly pat and somebody's got to throw yeah, yeah, you yeah. under the bus because it's not like a car where you can just, uh, like, It does sound like under. a really fun That would game. be, like, a good thing. That yeah. would be, like, a helpful yeah. right. thing. Right, right, I'm going to throw you under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about how you say it, right? All right, so, yeah, so we're thinking it's the mob. Okay, mob yeah. in, in 1930s. Like, I was maybe 50s. And I'm going with... Um, you're th- it's it's some something about throwing luggage into the luggage compartment in the fifties. Okay, I still can't make the connection, but that's what I'm going with. Well, so this is bizarre. So according to Wikipedia, the earliest known usage of this phrase was 21 June 1982, when Julian Critchley of the Times of London wrote. Of President Galtieri um, was pushed under the bus, which gossips had said was the only means of her removal. Like, that's a really weird way to deploy a completely new idiom. That's why. Where'd you find that? This is under a straight up wiki page. No, yeah. Merriam Webster um, echoes that. Eighty-two. This has been in the vernacular well, longer. Well, okay. Than so Miriam Webster says that the earliest written record uh, was in nineteen eighty, in reference to a British politician. Yeah, it definitely seems like this goes to like Parliament in Britain. Yep. So that's what I'm seeing too. And and this thing, this is a fairly recent addition to the vernacular. It looks like the nineteen eighties. Um, wow. Apparently, according to to Miriam Monster, it has also been attributed to minor league baseball Cindy Lopper, the slang used of car salesmen, of slang of used car salesmen, uh, and various other improbable sources. So I will say that the I've, I've run across the Cindy Lopper. Um, that's actually a wrongly uh, quoted thing. It was actually David Rimnick writing about Cindy Lopper. The line was in the rock and roll business. You were either on the bus or under it. Again, not clear whether you're actually being rolled over by that bad boy or just stuck in the luggage compartment. I'm going to assume being rolled over, but (laughs) that's just what I always thought. And that was from 1984 as well. So I'm seeing a a 1980 look both ways before crossing the street or you might be under it, which sounds like a threat from the mob to me. (laughs) (laughs) Or a helpful warning to children. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's quite strange. So recent. Well, I I mean, it's not even I'm strange not... that this is that recent. It just it seems to have just appeared from nowhere. It's just like random. Yeah. yeah. 
The phrase's origin is uncertain, but it likely got its start in British politics where the phrase, quote, under a bus was already in use as a metaphor for misfortune or a conveniently timed accident. Okay, now we're talking. That's something. That makes sense. If under the bus was already a phrase, then you could throw somebody into that space. Uh, But the earliest record we have of that is 1980. Some still pin their hopes on the, quote, under the bus, unquote, theory that Mr. Foote being forced by ill health. Yeah. That's super strange. No, it's very interesting. Like, it seems to suggest, like, an untimely accident and a betrayal. And, like, it has all this connotation, but it just. But, like, straight from the beginning, but no, like, direct line. Yeah, we somehow infused it with that from the start, but it's, like, very strange. Oh, I've got a fun article. How to avoid throwing someone under the bus. Mm, okay. Don't make assumptions. Don't do Keep honest. Hold yourself accountable. Those are the three answers. Well, this is all your fault, so. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. All right. Yeah, it's the magic of the game. Maybe. Like, why does that ha- Why? I thought that would be, like... That's just like weird. I, that that's very like brand new. To me. Like that's that this has come up since we were alive. This is a phrase that's like like come into the parlance during our lifetime. That's weird. I don't think we've ever gone through an undebugable that's where the case been before. You know? We're, no, we're, we're old. You're right. Well, Thanks for we yeah. just got old. Uh, is what happened. I'm old. <laughs> Maybe what just happened. <laughs> Damn it. Right. I think well, I just threw you, you guys under the bus by saying you're old. You're probably not as old as us, even if you are. Uh, does Colson keep in touch does with Coulson us? have another rant in him? On Twitter, I, I definitely Wait, have another. Going on? I have another rant. You're trying to you're trying to close me out. What you do you mean? You can't throw me under the bus. <laughs> um, I I want to mention, uh, Jason, that. Oh, um, you're right. Sorry. Oh, what are you sorry about? Don't apologize for you know being no, bad at your job. Ahead. I threw you under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Not effectively enough, it would say. Um, so uh, apparently, and this is this is how good we are at keeping up on our own press. Um, that uh, we got uh, a review. I mean, I don't know a review. We got some 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 notice in the Indianapolis Monthly, which is a a magazine that comes out monthly. I assume what's a magazine again? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's if also it's online. Like us, uh, semi-weekly or monthly <laughs> means that it comes up occasionally. Whenever it wants like to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is this article is back in April, and we just discovered this because Jason's wife apparently reads the Indianapolis Monthly from nine months ago. I don't know how she found this, but thank God she's maybe googling us. Is that what she's doing? Shout out to Jill. Yes, yes. Nice. She Googles us on a regular. Nice. Day. Shout out to Jill. Um, so uh, this is a an article on um, Indiana's uh, hoop obsession in podcast form. It mentions uh, the podcasts that talk about the Pacers, uh, Indy Cornrows, Locked on Pacers, the Fieldhouse Files, which I've never heard of, so I should probably look it up, um, the Paceroos, which I assume doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I don't know. They're from <laughs> Australia, which is cool. No, I don't know. <laughs> you throw the pace of reason. <laughs> no, no. Uh, 
good day, mate. I'm sure you're great. I, I should check you out. Um, but the Undebeatables, here's our uh, our snippet from the Indianapolis Monthly, hosted by four Indiana natives now uh, spread out across the country. True, they must have listened to an, at least the intro. Um, the Undebeatables is a pure passion project from a group of truly hardcore Pacer fans. They actually must have listened to a couple episodes to know that we we make no money on this. Um, and then <laughs> and then it says it excels at conjuring the amiable hangout vibes native to podcasting itself. I just I I feel like I'm not sure what that's saying except that we talk on on the phone to each other and then like put it out there. It's not really it's not a bad review. But it's 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 a review of like a fact, which is we talk like people talk on podcasts, <laughs> which I guess is good. Well, I don't know. I, th- I think it's I think it's a compliment. I think yeah. it's they're they're uh, they're saying uh, yeah, this is this is the the OG version of the form. Okay, it you does know. excel at Before conjuring Barack the Obama anime. and Bruce Springsteen were doing podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Morons th- like this were doing. Actually, podcasts. you know what I think it's. I think what it's saying is they haven't gotten better. I think it's probably what it's. <laughs> they pick, they picked up podcasting when podcasting was just a thing, and they're still doing it just like they used to. I think that's probably what that says. But I would like to shout out Indianapolis Monthly and uh, and uh, Jason's lovely wife, Jill, who brought this to my attention because it's it's the only time I think I've ever been in a magazine. The Pacer Ruse, by the way, the rumors of their demise, greatly exaggerated. Okay. <laughs> Do they have way more? As of the fourth. <laughs> so they have way and more we're tweeting today us. so Colson when you learn how to tweet you miss them because you don't know how to tweet <laughs> I'm gonna throw another chimp on the bobby <laughs> Pacerous and then we threw an entire continent under the bus <laughs> I mean they were already underneath we just you know <laughs> we just drove over them and then backed up <clears throat> alright if you want to uh <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I stopped your closing so, so I could go on that rant, and then no now I'm still stopping you from doing your outro. No, you're good. You're good. We want to uh, thank you for listening. We uh, seriously can't believe that people actually listen to this and uh, appreciate every single one of you that does. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with us, if you want to. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for our response to the Pacerous. Uh, you can follow us on at Undebeatables on Twitter. Or uh, hop over to Facebook.com uh, slash the Undebeatables. We are in the metaverse over there, I think. Oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, we have a contact form on the Undebeatables.com if you want to send us a note. Several fans have done that. We haven't gotten the contact form in a while. You know, reach out. Or, um, you know, log into your Hotmail and uh, email us. Shout out at theundebeatables.com. Uh, and if you want a t-shirt in the Schmedium variety, we have a t-shirt. Not not even many t-shirts that would necessitate an entire t-shirt rack. At theundebeatables.com. Nice, nice pull. 
I think I think the architect Donnie Walsh I think the once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby Zick Leonard would want me to sing us out in honor of the Pacers, which I'm I'm totally going to listen to because uh, I love listening to the Australian accent. Torn out the lots. Whoa, that's not even a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Throw another I shrimp on the bar. Water all over my. <laughs> Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Torn out the lots. The party's over. Yep, almost. Dudes. Dudes. <laughs> As long as you say dudes. <laughs> That's not a knife. This is a knife. So I think in consecutive <laughs> podcasts now, we've thrown both New Zealand and Australia. Under yeah. It's the same country. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We're, we're quick, quickly running out of the South Pacific. <laughs> no, no. I think we have a lot of listeners in Australia. Uh, all those, all the, I think probably the Pacerous, uh got inspired by us. Yeah, they, they were all... just like, they were just drilling down on our market share. They were, uh, <laughs> had to break up the monopoly over there. <laughs> that's not a knife this is a knife 